0: We'd like to say good morning to everybody it's a blessing to be in the house of the lord and we're going to ask you to just whisper a word of prayer for our young people who's going to come and share their us with us at this time young people Is he good? Good, isn't that right? We thank him for that. And let's give our young people another round of applause. They did a wonderful, wonderful job. We are so happy with them and we thank the teachers who work with them from day to day. This time, now we're going to move on in our service and we're going to ask that we get the corporate prayer from the pulpit. Good morning.
1: I think we ought to just praise the Lord this morning. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. Mm-hmm. Certainly the Lord is good. Each of us have been blessed and blessed to be here this morning. Yet we must be mindful that we have some misdirections in our government. We have misdirections at every level. But yet God is good. And I read in the scripture where it says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Why don't we pray for the healing of our nation today? Oh, heavenly and precious Father God, We come this morning, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your watchful vigil upon us, O Heavenly Father, O God. You kept us, O Lord, in good times and rough times, O Heavenly Father, O God. We thank you, Lord, for your Son, Jesus Christ. But, Lord, this morning we come to, Lord, asking, O God, that you would just heal our nation. Heal our state. Heal our homes. Heal our hearts this morning, oh, Heavenly Father, God. Heal our families and heal our communities this morning, oh, Lord. And oh, Heavenly Precious Father, God, we pray your blessings upon each individual assembled here this morning. Bless us, oh, Lord, and guide us in the way you would have us to go. In your Son, Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen.
0: And We just want to thank our young people and the, uh, their teachers as well. So we just have such a wonderful group here. And I know that God gets the glory. Amen. That's what we want. This time, if you would, please stand with us now for our response to reading. Let's think about what we are reading as we go. Let's read together. Let us draw near with a true heart and i know you not want that so let's say it again like we really really mean it amen god bless you this time now we're going to share with you while you're standing the congregation for the morning and i think we all can agree when we say that we've come this far by faith amen sing it like you really mean it Blessing just to get a wonderful, we come this for, Amen. Just a reminder that we we've come this for by faith, the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we just thank him for all of his many kind blessings. You know, if we if we treated ourselves like, well, if we didn't have the Lord by our side, what would we be? Where would we be? So we just thank God for his many blessings. We're going to just pause now to share a few announcements so I'm going to just ask you if you would don't forget to pray for i a sick and shut in and those who are incapacitated so we ask you to please pray for them Um for those of you and I know some of you know our teacher mrs. Richardson was put to rest on yesterday and we ask you to pray for that family as well and I saw this morning that our own brother, Gre- I'm sorry, brother Gra- uh, Gross is back. Brother Gross, where are you? He's supposed to be sitting back there. Okay, amen. He got, he got <laughs> we thank God for him. Again, we ask you to please pray for our children. They are in school and hopefully off to a good start. It seems that way, but we ask you to continue to pray for them and those who are responsible for taking care of them. Amen. This time now we get some additional announcements from the, Yes
2: good morning k chapel boy scouts and cub scouts will host their first meeting on september the 4th at 6 p.m in the k Teen center parents are asked to bring their sons ages 5 to 18 to sign up for an exciting year of scouting k chapel let's show you care through underwear the sunday school children's department would like to request your help with donating socks underwear and t-shirts to homeless veterans please drop all newly purchased items off in the bins, located in the O Fellowship Hall, the last Sunday to bring your donation will be September the nineteenth, and the items will be delivered to the Salvation Army on the twenty first. It's first Sunday here at K Chapel, which means we're celebrating our youth and academics. Congratulations to Brother Matthew Duvall for working hard and attaining a perfect score on the 2018 Mississippi Academic Assessment Tape Test in both Math and ELA. Matthew is the son of Driscoll and Kenesha Duvall and is a fifth grader at Oakdale Elementary in Brandon. He is a straight A student and received Cougar of the Quarter awards for his character and responsibility. Outside of school, Matt regularly attends Sunday school, children's church, sings in the youth choir, is a member of the Boy Scouts, is an athlete with Northwest Rankin Athletic Association and is a junior deacon. Congratulations, Matthew, for a job well done. On first Sunday here at Cade, we also celebrate your birthday. Happy birthday to everyone with a birthday during the month of September. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the Cade Chapel family, just send an email to announcements at yahoo.com. Or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the k Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week.
0: Have so much to be thankful for. Our young people are doing so well. Let's give them another round of applause, <laughs> Regardless, we thank God for them, and the parents need to get a round of applause as well. They are apparently doing well with their children, so we thank God for them. Let's, let's, let's give our parents a round of applause. <laughs> this time, now, we're going to ask all of our visitors listen. If you are not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you to please stand. Let us thank you for coming in back to back. All visitors, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. I know we have. I knew we had some. God bless you. We're going to ask you to remain standing. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Resident Buckler, our Pastor Emeritus, Reverend Horst Buckler, all of the members of the pulpit and the entire K-Chapel family, just so happy that you chose to wish with us today. If you're just visiting, we ask that you please come anytime you're scheduled live. But if by chance you look for your home before you leave here today, we're going to try to convince you that you just found home. In fact, we're going to give you something right now while you're standing. You're going to get here at K Chapel Mission Baptist Church. <laughs>
3: Say Amen again. Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and glad in it. Amen. 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 Good to see each of you, my father's children. God is a mighty good God. Let me just take a moment and thank each of you who shared with us on this past Tuesday as we came together on Tuesday night. uh, In in light of the gun violence that we were experiencing in our community, we had a great showing of support. Uh, I told you it wouldn't be long before we responded and you showed up and I thank you for that. Uh, it is only the beginning, though, and we will be putting together uh, several things to come in the future, the near future, uh, that we'll roll out as soon as we get those things planned, but I want to let you know that um, uh, we've made a stand and, and, and people are taking notice, and we want to make sure that we continue. This is not just a one-time deal, but we're, we're making a commitment uh, of redoubling our effort in this community. Amen? Amen? Amen. God bless you. Let me also thank the voices for being with us on, on what was that, Wednesday night? Wednesday night, amen, over at Priestly Chapel in Canton, and all of you who joined us as well, uh, thank you for joining us as we uh, ended uh, their fall revival on that Wednesday, we had a great time in the Lord, amen, amen. and it is the first Sunday of September, so let us uh, celebrate our September babies, you celebrating our birthday in September, won't you stand to your feet and let us wish you a happy birthday, all of our September babies, where are you? Amen, amen, you got to do double duty, stand and play, can you do it? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. All right, I hear you. Bless you Brother Deepman, why don't you come?
0: This time now we're gonna pause for a time in our service where we all can make a contribution and feel good and do what thus said the Lord. Do what He require and He expects of us. If it wasn't for Him, I don't know where I would go or what I would do. So we're gonna ask you to give as you have been so blessed. We have the spoken word from the pulpit. The choir will give us a message and song, and the usher will provide the opportunity for all of us to give again as, as we have been so blessed.
3: You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ sharing them and with all others while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Praise and honor to God. Amen.
0: Just a reminder, you can't be God-given. Amen. The ushers are coming, and this choir gonna give us a message and song. And we ask that you again: Give as you have been so blessed. That's right. That's right. That's right.
3: You can have joy when it comes from the Lord, even when things are rough. Even when things are tough, we can still have joy knowing that God is still in control. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you. Thank you for blessing us to be in church one more time, enjoying the blessings that you have bestowed upon each and every one of us. And for that, Lord, we say thank you. Lord God, we thank you now for this offering which has been taken. We humbly ask that you will bless it in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. This time, it's time for our special music, and special music at K Chapel gives us an opportunity to reflect and prepare our hearts. From the message from our pastor romans eight thirty eight nine says, "For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord." What's the love now with Conrad, especially music? I am persuaded. <laughs> has done for me, I'm just convinced. After how the Lord has brought me out, I'm just convinced. And folk don't have to pull me or push me to praise him. I'm just persuaded and convinced that he's worthy to be praised. Is there anybody in this house who can testify that I'm I'm just persuaded that God is to be praised i'm convinced that this gospel is the gospel i'm i I just know who he is for myself he's done enough for me he's brought me through this he's taken me through that he's he's been good and i'm persuaded i'm persuaded there is no god like our god i'm convinced can't nobody do me like Jesus. I'm, I'm confident and assured that what the Lord has said, he shall perform. I am persuaded. Amen. God bless you. I want to invite your attention this morning to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 15. I'm going to begin reading at the 36th verse, Acts chapter 15, beginning with verse 36, and then I'm going to go over to 2 Timothy chapter 4 and read verse number 11. Acts 15, beginning with verse number 36, there these words are recorded. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. Then in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11, Paul writes, Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee for he is profitable to me for the ministry you may be seated in the presence of the lord i i want to talk from the subject this morning how to forgive what you can't forget how to forgive what you can't forget It was a sunny summer day, August 7th, a Tuesday. A group of teenagers had gathered at the Molten Falls Regional Park in Washington State. That's about 40 miles north of Portland, Oregon. This park, Molten Falls, has become a popular hangout for local thrill-seeking teenagers who dive from a bridge that looms about 60 feet above the cooling waters of the Lewis River. Large rocks jut out along the river's shore. There's a sign posted that says diving from the bridge is prohibited. But that didn't stop the teens from taking the 60-foot plunge one by one on that hot summer day. One teen, however, 16-year-old Jordan Holgerson began to have second thoughts when it was her turn to jump. Counting down, her leap ended with her steel on the bridge rails. A few more moments of hesitation and reservation are recorded on the viral video before she is pushed from the bridge, falling the equivalent of a three-story building, flat into the water. About 2.45 p.m., ambulance crews arrived and rushed her to the hospital. The dramatic fall left Holgerson with five broken ribs and injured trachea, a bruised esophagus, and air trapped in the lining of her lungs. Doctors have surmised that such a fall could have paralyzed her for life or could have even killed her. Jordan will likely remember that event for the rest of her life because there are some things that can happen that you just don't forget there are some wounds inflicted that you just don't forget there there are some offenses and some transgressions that are so vile and so violent and so violating that you cannot forget them family and church members of the Charleston nine will never forget the evil that entered Mother Emanuel AME Church on Wednesday, June 17th, 2015, because you don't forget that kind of violence or erase from your memory that kind of horror. I mean, how do you forget? How do you forget being abused or abandoned? How do you forget? Tell me. How do you you forget being robbed or raped? Tell me. How do you forget being attacked or assaulted? And, and, And are you as a Christian expected to do so? Does being faithful to the word of God require that you forget what has been an offense to you? Because I've heard it and you've heard it too. You ought to forgive and? Come on and talk to me if you can. But I think we need to be careful in our understanding of forgiveness and what it means to forgive biblically. What does God expect from us when it comes to forgiveness? Is forgiving the offense a necessary component or is forgetting the offense a necessary component of forgiveness? And if so, does it mean that I haven't forgiven the offender when I remember the offense? Because in this text, I'm going somewhere in this text, there is an interesting account of a, of a Christian who must work through this mandate called forgiveness, Paul and Barnabas have become a dynamic duo of mission and evangelism. Can I give you some background on it? Remember, it was Barnabas who vouches for Paul before the Jewish believers and the apostles themselves when there was still much skepticism about his conversion experience. When, when he was still Saul of Tarsus and, and had just uh, received that great revelation on the Damascus road and, and was trying to convince everybody that, that he was a changed man. It was Barnabas who stood up and vouched for his conversion. It was Barnabas who smoothed the way for the church's most zealous missionary and her greatest biblical theologian. Sometime after this then, the apostles in Jerusalem send Barnabas to Antioch. Antioch was a growing and thriving congregation of Jews and Gentiles. And so while they're ministering, Barnabas calls for Paul to come and join him in the work at Antioch. They worked together there for at least a year, and remember, they're doing a the good work because remember, it was there at Antioch where they were first called Christians. Wish I had some witnesses in here. Is in chapter 13 where they're ministering then when the Holy Ghost comes and says, separate for me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And Then the text says that after they fasted and prayed and laid hands on them that they sent them away. want to pick up in verse 4 where it reads, it says, So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed unto Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. Watch this, here it is. And they had also John in their ministry. Now watch this. The, The Holy Spirit says, separate from me Paul, Saul, and Barnabas. But somewhere along the way, John, Mark, Join them. I'm going to come back to that. Stay with me. Now along with Barnabas and Paul is this third leg, John Mark. John Mark is Barnabas' cousin. Here are the three now going and ministering together. They travel Look at it in chapter 13, they travel to the Isle of Paphos, and while they are there, they encounter a sorcerer by the name of Bar-Jesus, which is translated Elimus. Paul was not even scared of the sorcerer. In fact, he called him a child of the devil to his face. You know, some folk will talk about you behind your back. But Paul called him a child of the devil to his face, laid hands on him and caused him to become blind. They left there and went to Perga of Pen, in, in Pamphylia. And in Pamphylia, it is there where out of the blue, John Mark announces to Barnabas and Paul that he's going back to Jerusalem. Basically, he says, I've had enough. I've seen enough. I don't know if the sorcerer spooked him or what. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But something got to John Mark. And he says, I'm going back to Jerusalem. But without missing a beat, Paul and Barnabas continue in their journey. And they go on to Lystra and Derbe and Iconium. They go to Cyprus. And they go to Pisidia teaching and preaching and ministering the word of God before finally returning to Antioch. Stay with me. I know we're going somewhere. Stay with me. And and after a dispute about circumcision, Circumcision arises, they journey then to Jerusalem to discuss the matter with the apostles. After which, after they get all of that squared away, Barnabas and Paul return to Antioch. And Paul says to Barnabas, Why don't we go back to all the places we just left and see how the brothers are doing? We we, we spent time with them, we preached to them, we ministered to them. Let's see if they're holding true to the gospel. Barnabas says, "All right, sounds like a good idea, but let me go and get my cousin John Mark." And Paul flips. Paul says, wait, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. Who? John, John Mark? You know my cousin. Yeah, you mean the one who left us when we were? Yeah, you, you, you remember John Mark? Yeah, I remember your cousin." I, yeah, I remember he, he left us after one little bout with a sorcerer. He left us and, and went back to Jerusalem. And you're telling me now you want to go back and get him to come along and join us again? And the Bible says that the argument got so tense that they parted ways, this dynamic duo who had been through so much together, who had planted the word of God into the hearts of people together that that one argument got in between them and they parted ways. Barnabas took his cousin and Paul chose Silas. I'll tell your neighbor, Christians fight too. Now, this episode, this episode begs the question, what is up with Paul? How, how is it that Paul, who really is a statesman of the early church, Paul with such a sharp theological mind who writes so many letters of the New Testament, how is it that Paul, who has such a zeal for God, how is it that Paul is acting so petty And holding such a grudge when it comes to this man, John Mark. After all, remember, it is Paul who writes in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32. He says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other as just as Christ forgave you. That's Paul. It's Paul who tells us we ought to forgive. It's Paul who says we ought to forbear one another. That means put up with each other. It's, it's Paul who says, as, as I have forgiven you, you forgive. Each. That's Paul. How is it then and why is it that Paul could wax so eloquently on the necessity to forgive and yet hold a grudge against John Mark that caused this dynamic duo of Barnabas and Paul to split up? I believe the answer is quite simple. That at the time of this episode, Paul has not matured in his faith. Although he was preaching and teaching, some of that had yet to get in his heart. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. There are a lot of folk who can quote the scripture and tell you what it says, but the scripture has yet to penetrate their heart and permeate their personality. There are a lot of folk who can tell you what it says in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but they have yet to let that be the reality of their lives. Paul knew what the word says. He knew what Jesus expected, but it had not yet become a reality of his own disposition. Yes, I don't know about you, but actually this encourages me because what it suggests is that the undoneness in our own lives and that we see and that we recognize does not disqualify us from being used by God. Yeah, the fact of the matter is all of us are still works in progress. All of us have something that we're still working on and getting right. And because God is still working on us does not mean that we have to sit on the sideline. But we can still be in the game while God is yet working his perfect work in our lives. Don't sit down and wait until God gets finished with you until you can do anything. No, he's still working on me. But while he's working on me, I must work the works of him that I wish I had some Paul, Paul as an early convert clearly has an issue with forgiveness. He doesn't know how how to do it. As a young Christian, Paul clearly fails to live up to the high and holy calling of forgiveness. But by the time he becomes a more seasoned saint, By the time he matures in his faith and is no longer on the milk of the word, but rather eating the meat of the word, Paul is able to instruct the body of Christ in the way of forgiveness. And he even demonstrates it in that verse in 2 Timothy that I just read where he says to Timothy, he says, bring Mark with you. Paul had grown, Paul had matured, he was not the young brash whippersnapper who, who would just cut anybody off if they didn't do what he, they thought he should be doing. But no, he decided, you know what, if God forgave me, who am I not to forgive somebody? I wish somebody would talk to me in here and recognize that if God forgave you, who are you to withhold forgiveness from somewhere else? Paul said no you know what I was wrong I was wrong I I shouldn't have treated Mark like that I was wrong and and now that I've matured in my faith he tells young Timothy Timothy you all know I had a disagreement with Barnabas the whole church knew about it y'all know we split up and we didn't have anything to do with each other but before I die I'm going to make this right go get Mark and bring him here so that the whole church can see I'm not dying with a grudge in my heart but I've forgiven him and I'm going to go to glory.'" and get my cry wish you ought not die with grudges in your heart you ought not die with foolishness still wrapped up in you that you have not resolved you ought not go home to glory with stuff unresolved with your family and with you. don't look at me like that it's time for you to get over it get beyond it forget some stuff that are behind and move on You've been holding that mess too long. Gave you high blood pressure. You on all kind of pills. You can't even live your best life.